0: Happy Tuesday. It's 5 p.m. And, well, you know what that means. Uh, Besides that, it's time for today's episode of CHGO Bears presented by Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on? I'm your host today, Will DeWitt. Joined with me is Nicholas Moriano, who's going to be sharing a pretty awesome, I would say, recap. That's right, Nick. I'm putting the pressure on you. An awesome recap from Bears OTAs today. Uh, It's a little bit later. We've been suffering through some technical difficulties, but, Nick, we persevered, and here we are.
1: We're here. Uh, yeah, I was up at around like 5.30 this morning to take my brother to work, went to the gym, and then OTAs. And now we're here, ready to recap uh, the second week of OTAs. They've obviously had more practices there, but media availability is on Tuesday, so we'll get one more after this, I believe. And then we'll kind of go kind of go dark for a little bit until veteran minicamp and then trade camp.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited to get all those takeaways throughout this episode. There's also been some NFL news uh, that I think will be worth kind of hitting on and discussing here uh, today as well. But before we get into all that, I need to know, Nick, is my CHGO softball team or our CHGO softball team, are we 2-0? We are not
1: 2-0. I was hoping that we can uh, just put that game past us. Uh, we, we were in it. Uh, Joey's our producer today who also played in the game last night. Um yeah, we were in the game. It was a two-run game going into the top of the seventh, and then it kind of got away from us, and it, I, well, I think the score was 15-7, 15-8, somewhere around there. If Joey uh, wants to throw in the score in the comments, I, I forget. I tried to tune that out. We're, we're having a clean slate. We have a, a bye week next week, 15-8. Thank you, Joey. And so then we'll rebound, come back uh, you know, in two weeks, and hopefully get that W and go in 2-1 and on the season.
0: I hope so, too. Uh, and also, you're learning the shape of a baseball diamond. It's not a triangle. I saw that throughout our Slack channel as I was catching up throughout the day. Uh, people are, you know, ribbing on you a little bit.
1: And so what's funny is that my brother drew it first and he drew like <laughs> just projecting like the line of And then I just copy what he he did. So if anything, Dan, which I know you won't listen to this. You better listen to this section. That's your fault you made me get embarrassed from um, all of my uh, you know colleagues here at CHGO but that's all right I'll, i can take it i was like
0: it. where the hell is second base <laughs> i like get yeah. first a third and home i like this is not right but no uh, unfortunately you know uh, i lost there for the CHGO crew but we'll bounce back uh, i have no doubt and again uh, in a few weeks, I'll be able to join for a game, which I'm very much uh, looking forward to. And uh, you know, I'm a little tired. I'm glad I have a voice today, Nick, because I went to WWE Raw last night, took the kid, yeah. and I woke up with like barely a voice. I'm glad like I rested it throughout the day, and uh, I have enough to probably get us through an hour uh, on the show. But a real neat time uh, with my kid. I got to meet a couple of my favorite wrestlers, his as well. And uh, yeah, it was really cool to actually see myself on like national TV today as well.
1: I was just about to say there are a couple screenshots floating around. Like, where's Will? Oh, there he is! There he is! There he is! So th- <laughs> that's pretty cool as well.
0: Yeah, it was uh, it's cool. I, I, we're gonna be re-watching it here tonight just to see it uh, for ourselves. But yeah, I know I want to get into football talk. Everyone in the chat will uh, as well. So I want to begin with some news that made me very happy this morning. Uh, I saw Ian Rappaport tweet out that the NFL scouting combine uh, is staying in Indianapolis for at least two more years. You and I, we talked about it when we were in Indianapolis about the potentiality of it being the last time of us being there in Indy and how that was kind of sad. We're, I think was Dallas another one that we heard at the time. Yeah. And we're, and we're Indy so close. It's local. It's such a small city, but such a good environment for what the combine is, uh, both from a player coach standpoint, but also really for the media as well. Just getting to kind of mingle uh, throughout national media, different local medias meet up with some guys across the country. And I'm glad that we get to go back to Indy next February to cover the scouting combine where it should be. And that's downtown Indianapolis, Lucas oil.
1: Completely agree with you there. Will. I I love the, the NFL scouting combine being in Indianapolis, um, would it be nice to be in Dallas for some night for some better weather weather when we're down there? Sure, but I, everything is is such in a close vicinity to to where everything needs to be, and then you kind of go out at night and kind of do your networking out there. So there's so many positives for the, the scouting combine being in Indy. I was I was also happy when I saw Ian Rappaport report that it's going to be back for I think another two years. So we have that at least um, you know squared away. For, for the next two uh, off seasons, but I'm yeah I'm really happy that the NFL scouting combine bind is staying in Indianapolis. Combine! <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come, making up words here.
0: Hey, I felt like I was doing that at, di- at the dinner table. Like I couldn't get thoughts out. I'm like, oh boy. Like if I don't put it on now, like it's gonna be like they're gonna kick me off the show. And then you're like, oh, Will, you're sounding weird. Like pre show, like oh boy, is it me? Is it the mic? Ended up being probably the software. We don't even know. So yeah, for those who care about where the NFL scouting combine is, it's staying in Indianapolis and I hope that makes you as happy as it makes uh, Nick and myself Uh, sticking with bigger NFL news. uh, Another one that I saw from Ian Rappaport today is about the pro bowl and how the NFL is looking at ways to improve it, finding more ways to, I think he said, eliminating the traditional game and using that Sunday to showcase the players in it. So the pro bowl, Nick, changing things up. What would you like to see? I think Ian also tweeted out like a possible flag football game, which eh, (laughs) I don't know if I need to see grown men playing flag football, especially if they're professional, you know, football players. I feel like it's a step down, but maybe the intensity would be up because they don't have to worry about getting, you know, hit and contact, but I don't know. I I have some thoughts. I'm just curious if there's ways that you can improve, you know, Pro Bowl week or Pro Bowl weekend, or I guess the Pro Bowl in general.
1: I don't remember the last time I even watched the Pro Bowl. Like I think I know that part right? of it. Yeah, so the game itself is is obviously meaningless, and there's not it's not real football. Of course, you don't want anybody getting hurt in a All Star type of game. You know, I know they've tried to implement like these these kind of drills that they do, or like these exercises where you're playing dodgeball and accuracy types of things, and even that is not like a. a an entertaining way for me to take the pro bowl in. I I see some old clips from way back when, where they could see who could throw the farthest like that. I thought was even actually a little bit more entertaining. So maybe bringing some like that back, but honestly, if the the NFL were to do away with the pro bowl, like I wouldn't, you know, think twice about it. Like you get that accolade. Hey, you were one of the best, best players at your respective position. You would have made the pro bowl. But yeah, to me, it, it has been a dying event ever you know it's been a dying event for a long time now but i'm curious well what do you what do you got and what are you thinking of
0: those dodgeball no i'm kidding no i liked <laughs> the quarterback challenge way back in the day late 90s early 2000s at least what i can recall watching it personally uh but he had different targets and they're moving and he had uh tally up the score and he had the one that like he said like who can throw the farthest uh and then based off of that, like. all all the different drills they would tie it up. And then you have like, you know, your quarterback of the year. And and that was always fun. There's actually a game I had on. I want to say on my GameCube uh, of that, where you can play uh, that challenge as different quarterbacks. And that was really neat. I actually looked at game world here in Bloomington for it. and I saw it and I I almost bought it, but like, I don't have anything to play it on, but I wish I could (laughs) go back and play it. But not like you, Nick, I don't have anything, I guess, specifically to make that game better. It's hard to get, in in today's environment them to play a real football game because of the contact and teams don't want their players to get injured i get it i understand it that's just the nature of the sport at the same time i do think fans deserve some all-star event to celebrate and i think players would enjoy it as well but what and and like what would fans want to watch and i don't know what that is and i think the nfl has a huge challenge ahead of themselves because as you said nick When is the last time anyone sat down and actually watched a Pro Bowl? I don't know when the last time I did. You can't recall either. Uh, But, yeah, regardless, uh, I'm excited that the NFL is looking into it. Uh, We'll see what comes out of it. But at least they're not keeping it or wanting to keep it status quo. I think they identified a problem that's been kind of obvious, and we'll see what they can do uh, with it. All right, one more major NFL news uh, in terms of the entire league, and then we'll get to some Bears specific talk here. Today is the Rooney Rule. Getting a little bit of a tweak I saw here today. Uh, again, Ian Rappaport was just unloading good nuggets all morning long, but the quarterback coach job is now subject to the Rooney role. Uh, that means it requires an outside interview with a diverse candidate. Uh, I think that's exciting to see this role kind of get applied, you know, to other areas within football organizations. Uh, again, it doesn't force a team to hire a candidate that is not qualified for the job. It just forces them to kind of look into some other backgrounds that maybe they wouldn't traditionally. And who knows if they can find uh, someone and identify a good talent just due to the fact. So I'm excited about it. I don't know if there's anything else to really to say about it, Nick, but I just want to make sure our listeners knew uh, about this, uh, d- I guess, wrinkle of it as well before we kind of get into some bear stock.
1: So if I'm getting this right, the Rooney rule will now look into quarterback minority quarterbacks, coaches, yeah okay so i think this this could be look i i don't think the it's not the the best solution right now obviously i think there's better ways to kind of do do this but at least what this will allow nfl team to do is look at these particular coaches and if you have the quarterbacks coach that's a good way to get eventually into an offensive coordinator position Mm -hmm. and then eventually get you know maybe a head coaching role like that's what the nfl is going towards so I see why they're doing that to maybe open that avenue a little bit wider for minority coaches that, you know, are deserving of getting these higher positions in the NFL. Like we're still waiting for Eric Bieniemy to finally get that head coaching consideration for what he's done with the Chiefs. But I think this is just a way for the NFL to get more eyes on a lot of really good coaches that maybe are not being looked at at this point in time. But yeah, I think that's kind of
0: um, what what the the idea is for kind of opening up a little bit. So I see some comments. And I just want to address them real quick. Swanky 32 asked if I'm in Bloomington. The answer is yes, but it's in Bloomington, Indiana, not Illinois. So hopefully that did not get your hopes up. Uh, then other than that, I see Roquan comments. We're not talking about Roquan, uh, but unless we're talking about Roquan on the field here today, uh, unless you have a differing opinion, Nick, but that's how I would like to address it until we get anything more solidified out there into the world. The
1: only thing I'll say on this, like there, we just don't know. There's nothing that we will, myself, any of the people in the media right now know. uh, If you're on Bears Twitter, you can go find that out yourself about what is uh, reportedly going on with Roquan Smith and, you know, just that that kind of situation itself. So nothing is going to come out of this conversation to provide you more insight on that. So like you said, well, I think we'll just kind of leave it at that. You can't can't say anything that we don't know anything about. And then I did see actually a comment from Chris. Where's Hogue? He isn't feeling too well. He's got the day off. Where that's why Will and I are here doing this. Um and I was at um OTA practice today and so you'll get the report from from me and we'll we'll be just good. We'll be just fine on this Tuesday and we'll carry on.
0: Now, I also saw one more from Steven about the Rooney rule, asking if it applied to coordinators. My understanding is it doesn't. I think it's right now it's, that would make it head coach, GM, and now quarterbacks coach. Okay. Just based off, I'm on operations.nfl.com. I think oh, no. yeah, I think it's an official source here that I wanted to at least, uh, you know, showcase uh, that I'm leveraging here on the fly. But uh, based off of what I'm seeing, uh, that is where it's kind of currently stands right now if i find anything else as nick's talking and i'm perusing the website i'll definitely kind of make sure you know to correct myself but i wanted to at least address it because it's important to know you know some of these things and i'm actually very curious as well all right nick bears ish talk now i'm i'm working our way towards it uh two former bears got signed to different teams you know who they are over the last two days i know kyle fuller is now with the baltimore ravens saw that one and now the other one that must have yes, happened it was it yesterday or Sunday? It, it could have been a couple days by now. And maybe I'm just like it's going over my head. Who is it? Adam would pop in here, you know, Nick Foles to the Colts. Like oh yes. yes. yeah
1: Yeah, that was something that like I I knew I said multiple times on this pocket. It was like, hey, uh you know, Nick Foles to the Colts makes so much sense. Matt Ryan the quarterback, obviously a good veteran, but reuniting with Frank Wright, that is where Like that big connection is he he spoke glowingly Nick Foles about Frank Reich and now they're back together so makes sense
0: yeah I think both those make sense Fuller to the Ravens like them getting another veteran in this you know in their secondary he plays soft football to me that one made a lot of sense as well so that's kind of just a hodgepodge way to kind of start today's shows multiple NFL topics and we didn't have a show yesterday so I just wanted to make sure we're all uh, staying up to date and everything NFL. So let's get into some OTA-ish talk. See, we're we're still we're we're working our way down to the actual practice. Uh, I saw that they had a former Bear player today, which I believe would be the fourth that they've brought in, at least that I've seen publicly. Do you want to let our listeners know who you saw at Chicago Bears practice today? That you know one of the greats to put on you know the navy and orange uniform. Yeah. So
1: right when we got out to. The, the first field at, at House Hall, thank God, because I don't like the the three and four that are kind of hidden in the forest there. I was just kind of watching over, assessing, and then, oh, who's that on, on the left? I, that that figure looks familiar. Go with the phone, zoom in all the way. Former great Bears safety Gary Fencek was there just kind of observing, watching practice. Um, And this isn't something that's new with Matt Eberflus as head coach of the Bears. He's, he's welcoming all of these former Bears players to kind of come in and just whether it's talk to the players or observe a practice, that's what Matt Eberflus wants to do to kind of establish like they're the greats there. And I don't know if you guys watched Charles Tillman's uh video that they posted or the Bears posted it. Like, if in one of the things he kind of said, paraphrasing here is like, if you give it your all, you you give all the effort here to the city, this city will give it right back to you they will love you so i think you know maddie refus bringing in these old bears legends is a good thing for the team just to see like hey they've done it they've had success here's how we can maybe do it here with this new regime and you know take it forward to with the, this new era of bears players
0: no, i i respect it and i appreciate them bringing in these former you know bears players uh it's interesting. I don't think we've seen an offensive guy yet. And then I was also thinking how many Bears I mean, other than you know, Walter Payton and all that, but like how many Bears greats an offensive man they can bring? Uh, some other guys in the offensive Forte. Line they can bring Matt Forte they can bring. You're right. There are players, but they are going defense heavy, which with Coach mm-hmm. Fleuse being a defensive background, you know, maybe that's the reasoning behind it right now. But I, I love the fact that the current roster gets to hear from these guys. I'm I'm sure they've looked up to them. they are players that they knew growing up as well, just like you and I, Nick. So I think what they say could carry a lot of weight. So I really appreciate this approach. So real quick, I I kept looking at that website, like I said. So apparently it does extend to coordinators as well. They have to at least uh, uh, interview one external minority candidate for a coordinator job. They should definitely organize this website better. That should not be towards the bottom of the page. Anywho, so Steven, you're right. They didn't skip coordinators. It went head coach, GM, then coordinator, and now we're down to QB's coach. Eventually, it's probably just going to be you know, every position, I would assume, but we'll see how that shakes out. But now I'm going to close that tab, Nick, and we know the rule uh, officially. So I want to know, like, overall, Nick, if you could explain the vibe today at House Hall compared to last week's, was it any different? Or is it kind of, you know, the same kind of feel and vibe uh, compared to a week ago? I'm just curious if we're if things were changing, you know, behind the scenes a bit.
1: Um, I would say like the vibe's always been high intensity, not a lot of lay down low down time. It's very, you know, high intensive. And that's where I um that's what maddie has tried to instill in this and kind of to segue into a bunch of the different things that kind of happened at practice today Will, um one of the things that was reported and that did happen at practice was jalen johnson was running with technically like the second unit and the reason being and i and i asked james Rowe, um the the defensive backs uh coach this like is that a big deal like for you know jalen johnson like how does that affect impact him who's he's a guy that ran with all the number one wide receivers you know how competitive he is does that impact him in any way they said let's not look into it let's not make this bigger than it is he's kind of getting acclimated to the conditioning of things again because like i said it is high intensity there the there's no um like time where you're seeing a lot of guys taking breaks like i know you mentioned will like in a photo you see a lot of hands on the hips Mm -hmm. yeah these guys are running these guys are are going um fast paced here so Jalen Johnson running with the twos let's not make that bigger than what it is it's they're kind of easing him into this process and allowing him to gradually get back into uh I guess football shape but Matty flew said like he he loves what he's seeing out of him what he's seeing out of him physically what he's seeing about him mentally that was something James Rowe also said about that's the one thing that he really loves about Jalen Johnson just how football smart the guy is so Anything about, like, Jalen Johnson running with the twos, that's okay. Kendall Vildor was out there. Opposite side, uh, you know, Kyler Gordon. And Gordon, so one thing that I am curious about where I'm going on a tangent here, Kyler Gordon and and Jalen Johnson playing that same side, or at least they did today in today's practice. So when Gordon came out, Johnson came in. I I wonder how that kind of shapes out as to where both these corners will play, but maybe you're just getting reps and – um kind of getting both these guys acclimated to whatever side because one more one more thing will before i I turn over to you (laughs) i'm sorry i did ask james rowe if he envisioned seeing jalen johnson shadowing again or are they going to stay receiver one or cornerback on one side cornerback on one side he couldn't give me any answers to that he kind of said uh he said that is something i wouldn't answer because that could give an opponent a competitive edge i'm just going to leave that One right now, so I'm like, all right, that makes sense. I don't, you don't want to give away too much, but yes. Before I continue going on for (laughs) days, like that's kind of what the vibe was, and you know how Jalen Johnson's situation
0: was. If if people were paying attention, saw the press conferences. Well, let me just delete the five questions I had about this Jalen Johnson (laughs) situation from my notes. But no, if if it's a conditioning issue, okay, because the twos are taking. I would assume you were there. You can tell me less snaps than the ones. Yes, less snaps, for sure. Okay, so then they want to see him out there with more quality reps instead of him just being gassed. Like, I can envision that being a likely scenario. Here I am when I first saw it and I was cooking dinner. Like, was it was because of what he said to the media last week? Like, if I was the coach, it's like, I'm throwing these rookies out. They're like, oh, you want the rookies to play with the ones? You get your ass back with the twos and work your way back up. Like, if you want to tell us how to do our job, like, that's what I was starting to wonder. Like, did he get a little bit, like dinged a bit for... You know, expressing himself, but I don't envision that exactly being the case. I just wanted to throw out at least where my mind went initially. So I'm glad you were in the building, got to get some answers and get to talk to the people who are there making those decisions. So we get the truth. Uh, and I think that's always very important in uh, today's times. So I saw a comment. Uh, I don't want to, it to get lost because it was, it was a simple question that you can probably give a yes or no answer to. Uh, I think it was like skills. I just forget how it was spelt out but they were wondering haha did you see sharp on the field at all are you allowed to say that
1: i don't know what i'm honestly allowed to say or not to say let's see tajay sharp 88 okay so i didn't see the complete rep but he put Jalen johnson on the ground off of a release where again i didn't see exactly what happened but after the play was over like tajay sharp didn't get the didn't get the ball but Tyke Tolbert, who you will hear, wide receivers coach for the Bears, who you will hear, doesn't matter where you're at or watching practice, was like, there you go, Tajay. Like was just screaming it out, yelling. It like, there you go. I, I was watching you. So maybe that's why you're kind of getting this ramp up period for Jalen Johnson. But he was there at practice. I didn't have anything really of note from him, but he's out there. And I caught the back end of what happened where Johnson was on the ground and Tajay Sharp was was not. So. That's
0: what ended up happening. All right. Well, that's not helping him get back to the first string. Getting hey, it.
1: you know, you're going to get beat. You're not going to win every rep, but it, now you're, you kind of see like, hey, this that's a veteran. That's a veteran wide receiver they brought. It's not like a undrafted rookie, right? Right. So it's somebody that has had experience at the position and I guess won that rep for whatever was being asked of him on that play.
0: I have a lot more questions uh, that I want to ask you, and I'm sure you have a bunch of notes that you're sifting through that you want to kind of, you know, bring the knowledge to the table over to all our listeners. But before we get to those, I just want to let everyone listening just make sure they know that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll know, even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO blocker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a more than $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And if you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allCHDO.com. And our team, we're here to help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live NBA Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build a perfect live NBA Same Game Parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. And if you want more, you can also boost your live Same Game Parlay. Watch live. Partly live and boost live with points bet. And now online signup is available in Illinois. You can download the points bet app right now. And within a few seconds, you can easily register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Chicago sports fans. If you aren't a
1: member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers you also get a free t shirt of your choice when you become a member, and you get access to the members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team every day. And that's why you got to be, you know, have that bell notification, be subscribed so you know when we have these later shows like this one today. So, again, come
0: join this amazing family that is
1: constantly growing here at CHGO.
0: All right. I'm Eros Widowit. Nicholas Morales here with me. You're listening to, of course, the CHGO Bears podcast. We are talking about today's Bears OTAs, which I need to know the tr- uh, the chip was crispy uh, according to you in the chat, huh? Tell people about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Byron Pringles, uh, he's making some plays out there. He looks,
1: man. He's he's bigger than than I thought he was, and I, obviously we had all of his frame and everything coming in, but. He does look a little bit bigger, but he, he looks fast. Like he's catching some of these overs in the middle of the field. And even though it is kind of just like a two hand touch, every defender swiping at the football, trying to, trying to punch it out, but he's got that, that four, four speed is evident. And so um, what did he, man, what was the comment he said? Uh, Oh, he's like, they need to get that man some milk. Like as he's as he catches a, a ball <laughs> and is running down the left sideline, turn to Herb Howard. I'm like Herb. According to Byron Pringle, so and so needs to get some milk. He needs to get the so you know Byron Pringle's out there. He he's showing some things uh, and how he can be a part of this Bears offense. But honestly, I like uh, what I'm seeing so far through a couple of these OTA practices and also the the voluntary mini camp So looking good so far.
0: So he's able to make plays against a Bears defense without a Travis Kelsey, without a Tyreek Hill out there and Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. Like he has skills that the Bears brought into Chicago that he's able to actually utilize despite all those odds now against him, at least based off what I gather on Bears Twitter.
1: Yes, for, for now and like no just helmets running kind of things uh, where it's full speed. But again, obviously there's some restrictions there. He he's doing something. He's he's showing me something there. I'd rather it be this way than you know you're not hearing about Byron Pringle or not
0: seeing any of the reception. So yeah, he, I, I like what I'm seeing so far. <laughs> Please tell me he got the the milk reference. I I don't. Did you do you know the milk reference? Because I wish I knew put it in the comments for me enlighten me enlighten nick like teach us (laughs) about the milk please uh so while we're waiting for the milk uh and maybe some cookies in the chat we'll we'll see what all kind of comes our (laughs) way uh i saw a quote uh on twitter uh, that came from this press conference nick uh about uh from coach deeper on justin fields because he was asked like what what have you taken away so far uh, throughout all these uh otas and he says you know man he throws a good deep ball i'm excited about that we're gonna take our shots down the field now we i got to watch justin last year as a rookie and i know he's been working on his throwing mechanics but i know when i was in person able to watch him practice some of the games like he made throws down the field that made my draw literally drop uh, so if he's already showing coach that that's a great sign but i saw in the comments as well like you know, people want that jf1 update like how's justin looking man
1: yeah, yeah. Before, like, I was going to answer about the milk. Like, it's basically when you get ba- embarrassed, you look beat. Like, that's, I mean, people have commented on it. Like, that's kind of what the whole milk reference is. Uh, I don't know who that was to, uh, to be completely honest. I, pre- I don't know which DB he beat, but that's the whole milk thing. But, yes, JF1, QB1, Justin Fields. Like, you could definitely see the zip on the ball. And, you know, Ibra was really impressed with the deep ball and how he's able to deliver it and what that can do for an offense there. You could see it more so, I think in the team setting, like when he's running it on air, like, I felt like I saw the ball kind of it's a wobbly spiral when it's just like on, on air where they're kind of just kind of, again, not having a defense there, but for some reason, when there are defenders there, I feel like the ball just placement, the ball placement looks better. It's a tighter spiral. The precision's there. I think it's there's something about going up against competition that I think just brings out the best in Justin Fields, but that's what I saw today. And like I said, there are a couple of plays over the middle of the field to a Byron Pringle where you're like, okay, there's there's Justin Fields. And also just, he was, Cole Komet said this, so I can say this, where he's on (laughs) the move. He's on the move. There was uh, just a QB keeper where, I think Justin Fields outruns everybody, like l- everybody that was in pursuit. Like Nicholas Morrow is a fast linebacker, and he was asked, who's faster between him and Roquan? He's like, we'll have to wait and see about that. But, yeah, there was a play down the right sideline where Justin got it. I don't know if he breaks through the defensive line, and that second level of the linebackers. But, legit, if they had to go in a foot race, he he outran everybody. So that's that dual threat that yeah. Matt Eberflus also talked about with having a deep ball, but also the ability to just outrun people and use your legs.
0: No, that makes me very excited to hear. Are you allowed to tell me this? And if you can't, of course you just say, no, will like, I, I understand. Is he running against the ones when you guys are there or no? Justin.
1: Oh, is he yeah. a defense? Is it, is
0: defense... Yeah. Is, or is Yeah. It yeah. You're Justin Fields will run
1: against the ones. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. I know I have this in my notes and I can quickly see the wider see. Like he'll do that. And then like in a seven on seven drill, um, like they're they're really just rotating a lot of guys, and I made note of this because I'm like, oh my goodness, look at the the guys that Justin Fields is working with here. Okay, so here was one seven on seven rep. I'm like, oh, like if Justin if they win this rep, he's taking the next step. Uh, you had 88, so you had Tajay Sharp, you had 81 Kevin Shaw, you had Nassimba Webster, and then 87 would be Rice and uh, John. That was like the the skilled position player <laughs> against against like the number one D. I don't think anything ended up actually happening out of that rep. But just to go to show you, like, it's not just Justin Fields working with Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet. Like, they put him with probably the bottom and lower end of the roster there just to kind of show that he can have that position, touch, and chemistry with anybody that's out there. Because I honestly think that's how this this offense is going to run where you're, you're putting in people, plugging them in and out. And on any given play, anybody can be out there.
0: And I mean, let's be honest, they don't know who's going to be on this team cup September uh, at, at the wide receiver position. So he better be used to throwing them almost anyone who's currently on the 90 man right now. And of course, they'll gain his input. Like, all right, Justin, like, you know, who do you like throwing to? Why? And get, you know, get the pros and cons of everybody so they can make some of those more uh, informed decisions. But I like to hear that Justin's looking good. Is he, did he look more comfortable today compared to last week in the offense or same old, same old? I've I've heard some good quotes from, where did I see that from Komet on field to talk about how confident mm-hmm. feels is looking, you know, getting in the huddle, making those calls, breaking the huddle. And I mean, he looked confident last year doing it. So this doesn't surprise me, but if it's taken another step from what I saw a year ago, like that's serious progress that should make you know, a lot of Bears fans excited about what's kind of brewing behind the scenes here.
1: Yeah, so I can't really speak to whether or not I could see the confidence um, just from our vantage point. But, you know, a guy like Cole Komet really talked about it. And and that's the one reason or one of the big reasons why I wanted to work with him this offseason. Not like the timing thing he said, but really just to develop that relationship. There was actually one play, and this is the very first note I have um, from the actual practice. It was after a rep on a rollout. And Justin Fields hit Cole Komet over the middle of the field on, like, that sail route where he's going over. And they they connected on, on the play. Immediately afterwards, though, Luke Getzey goes up to them, and they're having, like, a discussion about it. And so I think whatever is being discussed, obviously, I won't know. Nobody will know outside of those three that were speaking there. But they're trying to get the details right in this new offense, knowing exactly where to be. That's something Cole Komet really talked about on one of the red zone um, plays against San Francisco last season, that Fred Warner play. I think a lot of people can remember that, where it's just outside of Komet's reach on a back Mm -hmm. shoulder. It was a timing thing. So Luke Getzey is coming in. They're talking about the sale route in, obviously, an OTA practice in May, but they're getting it right, right now. Mm -hmm. So the details, all these little details are not being overlooked, as they shouldn't, right, as they shouldn't. So I like seeing that. From play caller to quarterback to a, a target, a, a reliable, hopefully a reliable target this season, and Cole Komet. But yes, um, I, I kind of I like the leadership that you're seeing from Justin, Justin Fields, just from how his teammates are talking about him, and obviously it's kind of translating onto the field and what he's able to do in, in terms of throwing the football.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a good observation that I'm glad you were able to share with me uh, and our listeners. That play, though, that you're talking about I was just reliving it in my head uh, with Fred Warner and coverage in the end zone. That play, even though it was an incompletion, d- does give me a lot of just hope because Komet made the right call on his route. Justin made the right throw, you know, throwing away from Fred Warner. It's just unfortunately, Komet wasn't able to come down with that catch. So you're close. And Fred Warner was the highest graded cover the fender on the 49ers last season. Like he's no slouch when it comes to you know, coverage from the linebacking position, very similar to Roquan Smith in that regard. So for them to make that play last year, almost make that play last year. And now you're saying it a little bit more in practice. And we all said earlier, like Cole Komet needs to be able to score this year in order for him to mm-hmm. kind of shake off some of the negative connotation that's surrounding him right now. Like that's, that's some good progress, some good signs. I'm glad you're able to kind of share that. All right. I'm going to flip back to the defense real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, I heard Jaquan Brisker made a really good play at practice here again today. So you have a Bears rookie safety, uh, you know, making another big play. So I want you to be able to tell us about that. And then also Kyler Gordon out there, if you saw anything from him, uh, because them both playing with the ones today, uh, as they're kind of getting used to this team, used to this defense and the NFL in general, still good progress for a couple of you know high draft picks that we expect to start week one
1: yeah no it definitely is so i think i think the jaquan brisker play may have happened when they took us off uh the field because we 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 see a majority of the practice but the very last part we don't but according to james rowe um and who was it james rowe and
0: i got my info from yeah uh, deck Pearson made a tweet as well Mm -hmm.
1: yeah they've been they've been causing a bunch of turnovers in practice they've been uh they're leading the team right now in turnovers created. James Rowe actually told me, and this is a a good quote from like what it would be again with Jaquan Brisker. Uh he said, uh they were he was asked, um, what have been your impressions of the second round draft picks? And then specifically for Jaquan Brisker, has he always had that skill set to punch the ball out? And James Rowe said, Well, maybe his punch is a little bit heavier. Uh, than most, because we ask everybody to punch the ball on every play. I probably would hate to get in a fight with him. Now nah, he just <laughs> has a knack for it right now. It's something we all teach, obviously, the peanut punch. So he just got a um, specialty. So, hey, you're seeing these turnovers being created from these rookies. And there was a rep that I had noted where it was Kyler Gordon, one-on-one with Darnell Mooney. Now the play did not go to Mooney. But you kind of you still watch to see the release from Darnell Mooney and you see how Kyler Gordon's going to play that. His footwork, Kyler Gordon is something that again, talking to James Rowe, he hasn't really seen out of any of the players that he, he's worked with. He said like a young D'Angelo Hall would be the closest thing in terms of the I guess in similarities, but he man, Kyler Gordon can play. And this is obviously without pads very early on, but I am really looking forward to seeing what he can do come training camp against the ones and man, if the bears get those joint practices going, that would be awesome too. I don't know if that's going to actually happen, but Kyler Gordon's doing everything you want out of the being a first pick uh, from Ryan poles
0: and just continuing to impress uh, at, at OTAs. All right. So when you're watching this bears defense at OTAs here today, Is there anything that immediately comes to mind that stood out better for worse that we haven't discussed yet already?
1: One thing I do want to note. Um, I, I saw some people asking who's playing right guard, who's playing right guard. All I'm going to say is both Dakota Dozier and Sam Mustapher. You'll see one person repping with the ones. They'll kind of come off once like the second team unit goes third, then the first team units back up there. Then it's Sam Mustafer. It's kind of like a rotating cycle there of seeing who's there, um, whether it's an install or a team. You'll see both of them kind of out there. But one thing that I, I did, again, kind of going, what's different from last year's regime to now, um, the defense jumped off sides on a play well. And instead of being miscommunication along the offense or the offense just kind of not knowing what to do, it's like the offense ran a play.
0: <gasps> remember the whole justin what? field
1: green bay game where he threw a pick like we didn't know what to like what happened obviously the refs play kind of played into that what had to happen there but and look they didn't take a shot downfield but they made a completion who was it it was on an out route to byron pringle completion and still ran the play simple things like that i think if you rep them now in otas they get repped in training camp you you get used to it then come actual games like You're just used to it. It becomes second nature and bam, you can actually hit those plays, capitalize. And this Luke Getze working with Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to do that, right? To When a defense jumps off sides, capitalize on it. You saw that. You saw that kind of happen in a small amount here.
0: Hey, I'll take it because you're not wrong. That's one thing that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I think they do better than any team. in the NFL is taking advantage of those free plays. And if we can just get, 50% 50% of that. Oh, boy, we're in business. Justin has a good heart count, too. He got some, some defenses mm-hmm. on it a yeah. year ago. So it's something that could become a sneaky weapon for the Bears on offense. I want to switch sides again. Again, I know we're, we're juggling today, Ooh. but I, I enjoy a little bit of back and forth. I saw Matt Eberflus, Coach Flus, also mentioning like the offense is looking pretty good at this point. That's pleasantly surprised where it is. I'm not going to ask if you're surprised because if they're surprised, I think we're all somewhat surprised by that uh, in general. But with all the practices that you got to see a year ago under a whole different scheme and system, and I know a lot of those practices didn't have pads either. Do things feel more cohesive or fluid on offense compared to that? Like when you can draw those early comparisons, I know they're still installing this offense. It's going to take some time to master it, but I can't help but feel like, things are already looking better. And again, I don't get to watch it. So you can tell me to calm down, but that's what it sounds like.
1: You know, it's, it sounds like that will, and it's hard to, I think it's too early for me to make that comparison right now, but I could just tell you this when it comes to, again, those details, like Andrew Janoco is so focused on the details, whether it's footwork, timing, all that stuff. He is going to be, he's always like the first one that comes up to Justin Fields after nearly every single rep, and it's just talking things through. But that's where I can say, I guess, I, I, I think I see a noticeable difference or maybe it could be recency bias where I'm just seeing it now and that's what I can relay to you. But it just seems like, especially with this being a new offense, they have to talk talk it through and talk it through and make sure everyone
0: is on the same page. Dan's in the chat. Calm down. I am. I'm, I'm staying calm. I just hear quotes and they get me excited. I'm on little sleep too, by the way. So I'm just, I'm I'm, here uh, over here today. Uh, Nick, uh, we have a few more things to get to here with Bears OTAs. But before we do, I think you have a message to share to our listeners.
1: Yeah. And if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download that points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make, a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHDO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchdo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sportsbook, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call one 4700
0: And of course, if you haven't became a member of the CHGO family yet, I really hope that you consider doing that here soon. You know, by becoming a member, you gain some insider knowledge under Chicago Bears. You know, this offseason, season, this this season as well, you get access to all of our in depth content on the website. Uh, when you join the CHGO family, uh, when you become a family member, you'd receive benefits like a free T shirt, uh, access to the CHGO. Uh, You know, the locker as well, which is, you know, the merch store, you get into the private community as well, which is our discord where you can discuss your favorite Chicago teams, not just the bears uh, with other diehard fans from around the entire globe. It's a really neat place to be. Uh, as well and you know nick and i and adam if you're here for bear specifically like we really do try to make sure that everything we put in that website that's buying the paywall is worth it it's only sixty dollars a year uh and also uh, if you do it annually that's like five dollars a month you support all of us in our endeavors and what we're building here at cco and being a part of our great community that we're very excited to be growing so definitely you know check it out that members only discord's a lot of fun the lounge the locker pick up some merch as well and uh, again that that written content we put the word premium i think that's a a, a very I, I was gonna say special word for it, but it depicts it yeah it depicts it perfectly for it and yeah get you say get the drip did i hear it get the drip no you can absolutely get
1: the drip i just said it was accurate for the premium content okay. but you can get
0: the drip as well my ears are literally still ringing from last night by the way like some of those like <laughs> petrol like the fireworks in the stadium like were right above my head and like instantly like <laughs> what the all <laughs> right Yeah, pretty much. i not going to lie there. So, by the way, that's an old catchphrase from like 2016, right? Not going to lie. People were on that one. might might be older. I don't know. It may be. It it may be, at least for us on here in this podcast. But, all right, Nick, a few more things here from practice today. You know, you got to be a part of some media availability. I saw Tevin Jenkins was available, but I didn't see a lot come out about it right away. Is there anything worth sharing from his time with the media?
1: Yeah, so, uh, you know, what? actually, first, no Nomad, or I think it's Nomad has been trying to ask me about St. Brown, St. Brown. I mm. didn't see much from St. Brown, but I did see a rep where Vailus Jones Jr., he ran out. Of, he, okay, be, calm down. It's just OTAs. But he was running a swing route um, after motioning and kind of ran out of bounds instead of turning up field. Tyke Tolberg on him. But then St. Brown kind of talked talk to him about it. Like, what's your depth? I don't know. You talk to him about it to kind of give him some pointers about what to do moving forward. It's a rookie new offense, but learning from a guy that's been in this offense. That's the one mm-hmm. thing I can say about St. Brown, uh, Tevin Jenkins. So I asked him very, to start at the press conference. Like I feel being a right tackle. And he's like, you know, he, he, he likes being at a position that guess what? He played in college. No, no shit. Like, right. Like that's why that should have been the, what he should have been doing initially last season. but, Obviously, the regime thought differently. So he's back at right tackle, likes it. He's dropped some weight. He has he does say that this offense, what they're running here and what they're being asked to do, is completely different from what he had to learn last year. So there is a, a learning curve. I don't know why I'm like I'm like praying or doing whatever the hell I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> but uh yes, that's what um Tevin Jacobs was kind of talking about. Um he does Pilates and he, he gave a shout out to the place that he does it at. He's like, you ever done Pilates, you know, it's like torture. So I haven't done Pilates. Maybe I'll have to try it out to see if that is true. And he's not worried about his back. Like he doesn't think about that anymore. Getting that That's again, why he's, do, he's doing the Pilates, get that core strength stronger so that it takes off the pressure from his back. So he doesn't really worry about that anymore. Um, that's that's really good to a, hear about yeah. his
0: back, though, uh, like yeah. the fact that he's not thinking about it. I remember from Mason this word, and it's in my brain forever now, k- kinesophobia, where when you have that injury and you have a fear of re-injuring that body part. And it's a real thing where people takes a lot of time to get past that. Some people never get past that. And the fact that he's already saying, like, you know, I don't think about it. Uh, it's tremendous uh, for his trajectory to hope you know to be a week one starter for the Bears uh, a year later than we all really thought when they drafted him. But you know, hopefully the w- year is worth the wait. I know we to see him a little bit last year, but I think this will be the year. Now that he's at right tackle, now that he's in this offense, they. I'm assuming they told him to drop the weight because of what we heard earlier on in this offseason about being a little leaner, a little lighter and changing those body types a little bit. So I'm assuming that's where it's coming from. Uh, But with all those things just kind of adding together is, uh, you know, hopefully we get the Tevin Jenkins that we all expected, you know, over a year ago when, uh, you know, the previous regime drafted him in the second round uh, as well. So I am excited about what you told me about Tevin Jenkins and uh yeah so and is there anything else you want to share about him or you, is there any other takeaways from any of the other pressers that have gotten to
1: yeah real quickly um he was asked about like this essentially a new whole regime coming in what he needs to do is basically he wants to earn their trust with this new staff that's like the big thing that tevin jenkins is working on and he asked well how do you earn their trust he's like play well in this scheme that's how you earn this trust and like i was alluding to earlier it's a lot a lot more fast pace um, and getting off, getting on to the edge. And that's going to be like something that Tevin Jenkins is going to continue to work on. And he also said that although he is now at right tackle, there is quote, like a little wiggle to on the possibility to going back to the other side. He said nothing set in stone, but like, it seems like he wants to play over there. He's obviously started there since the voluntary mini camps earlier on um, this month. So it kind of seems like that's where he's pegged to be, but he did say he didn't like rule out the possibility that he could go back to the other side. If the team needed him there. Okay.
0: Well, I think that's fair to ask of Mm -hmm. Tevin. Uh, I think that, you know, I get it. (laughs) I don't like hearing it. I want to hear like, he's a right tackle. He's staying at right tackle. And that's that. But I get where they're coming from. They need some of that versatility and I think they need, it's only May 24th. They need to keep their options open. Uh, I think it would be a problem if they were very concrete on like, this is going to be, you know, no exceptions. Like I get it, you know, allowing themselves some freedom and some flexibility uh, should bode well down the stretch. What about Nicholas Morrow? You mentioned, you know, Earl him a little bit about his time uh, talking about some of the speed out there at linebacker, anything else you'd like to, you know, but still upon us.
1: I, yeah. I asked Nicholas Morrow in this defense, doesn't matter if you're a will or a Mike, if, if Roquan's the will or you're the Mike, does that matter at all? And he's like, honestly, no, especially on early downs are kind of interchangeable where both these guys can play um either position. He said, maybe on third, some third down situations, you'll see more of those labels being presented to, um, you know, a Roquan or, or a Nicholas Morrow. And he does have the headset. He was the one who's had some who was calling the plays, and he said it's something that that's not new to him. He just said you need to be, you know, you got to be conditioned to it because not only do you have to be conditioned for the game, but you also got to verbalize the play and be uh, winded. I think is how he kind of described it. So he does have the headset in there, and he doesn't think that having labels, you know, for for Will or Mike is a really a big deal at this point. I do want to really quickly for Cole Komet. We didn't really he had a, he had a bunch of good stuff in his presser. Um, he will be back at tight end university, uh, where mm-hmm. you get all the best tight ends. So looking to kind of just pick the the guys' brains that are there. So he and he mentioned like what this offense will be. He, he talked about like he he name dropped like a Col- or, um a George Kittle. He name dropped uh Tanyan from from the Green Bay Packers who used to be there, and then also some of the stuff that the Minnesota Vikings were doing. Uh, just in terms of what he's going to be asked to do in this offense being a, I think he put it like a, he worked on having being just a hands catcher and being a violent run block, run, run block. So those are two areas of the game that he wanted to really work on this off season. And that's where he's kind of looking at those other tight ends, what they're doing in those offenses to kind of bring to
0: now the new one that he's with in with Luke Etsy. Okay. Really good stuff there, Nick. So, Do you know? I with with, like, did they give a pronunciation guide for Nicholas? Is it Moro? Because I had a boss with the same exact spelling of the last name that was Moro. Oh, I I know you have you know the M O R, so you're going Moriano, and I get it. And I was just like, if there is an official one out there, like I will definitely work on that. But like, I see it and I say Moro. I wonder if it's
1: actually now that now I'm like second. Is it Moro? Nicholas Moro? Nicholas Moro? I'll honestly next time I see him because they, they, they yeah should ask and they're like nick more more all oh, like again like those flash i don't know why like it gets me off guard for a second
0: um but yeah definitely something works asking Get people yeah it's That's important it's interesting sure. like when the same spelling can be pronounced different ways based off of mm-hmm. the family and you know even like my last name i, I have members of my family that were pron- pronounced it do it some people will pronounce it DeWitt and DeWitt is technically yeah. correct. And people say DeWitt and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Whatever. I, I don't even know anymore, honestly. So English, it's an interesting, fascinating language, especially when you throw names and so, DeWitt. Hey, there we go. <laughs> uh, man, is there anything else, Nick, that you have from OTA today that we should talk about?
1: Uh, I do see a comment from SKLZ711. Any special teams returner snaps you were able to see? Uh, any Daz Newdom sightings? That's where Daz Newsome was at. Oh, man. I Let's see. Can scroll really quickly to find who the other guys? I can tell. Okay. Valus Jones Jr. was also there. And so was a wild card there, Will. Kyler Gordon as a getting right. Oh, no, lie. no. He was there. 12, 83, and <laughs> 6. or um the guys kind of working that out um so that's uh that's who who it was and i don't know if i'm even allowed to tell you that but i did
0: so yeah it oh. was uh <laughs> <laughs> i hope you get allowed back uh after today's episode and by the way one more thing on morrow morrow if you take if you put to in front of it it's tomorrow i right, that's how you would spell tomorrow tomorrow okay so tomorrow but, but- nicholas tomorrow so i mean morrow not morrow you don't say i'll see you tomorrow tomorrow <laughs> hey man pronunciations are weird like
1: you can see some of his way differently more yes exactly
0: <laughs> just how joey kind of put it there <laughs> more know? <mar-o-re-ano>. okay <laughs> yeah that's that actually kind of a tongue twister appreciate the exercise towards the end of our show there joey Uh, But Nick, if you don't have anything else, uh, I think we can call this an episode here today. No reason to stretch it another six minutes or so. Uh, But I thought, you know, everyone, he does need a Morrow jersey. Joey, I agree. Uh, The comment here in the chat for those listening at home is that Nick needs to get a a Morrow Morrow jersey. And then we can all just mispronounce it or pronounce it correctly (laughs) every time we see a minute. But all right, Nick, any final thoughts or any final words? And I will sign us off.
1: No, because uh, the more I talk, the more I shouldn't have said something.
0: So I'm going
1: to shut the hell up and <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll call that an episode. We'll just bleep over it in post-production. How about that? <laughs> redacted everything. They, this whole episode is officially redacted. But no, this sounds good. I'm glad I was able to you know pinch it again for Adam. Hopefully he feels better tomorrow. And then we're back on a normal schedule here uh, for the remainder of the week. And by normal, I mean consistent because our showtime is now... 1 p.m. central for the rest of the week instead of our normal slot of 11 a.m. So if you're looking for us in the morning, just wait a little bit, and we'll be back in the early afternoon with all that Bears talk that you know, love, and come to expect from this each Joe Bears podcast. Uh, But that's going to do it for us here today. For Nicholas Moriano, I'm your host, Will DeWitt. Until next time, bear down, Chicago.